This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows. Guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor, the rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Live from Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. AM 740. Welcome to the program for Sunday, September the 26th, 2010, and we're off and running. Took the boys fishing, their very first fishing trip. A little conservation area in Stony Creek called 50 Point, uh, 50 Road. Is it 50 Road, 50 Point, 50 something, (laughs) rather, anyway. uh, Their Uncle George and uh, their cousins Alex and Nikki and their uh, their, uh, Aunt Jill and the mighty Aphrodite and I took uh, Zachary and North and uh, to drown a few worms, and I think we caught a half dozen, no, probably closer to a dozen. Uh, what did we catch? What was in that pail at the end of the day? I think there was some rock bass in there and some sunfish and pumpkin seeds and bluegills, and, uh, but nothing that you could eat, I suppose. However, not a bad effort for the first time out. And um, both uh, Zach and North actually landed a few themselves. So, well done, boys. All right. We uh, have an interesting show for you tonight, but when don't I say that? Never. We always, we always come well-armed and well-equipped with uh, fascinating uh, subject matter and great guests, and tonight is no exception. I have known Douglas uh, Cottrell probably for close to 17 years, I'm guessing. And uh, his work continues to uh, amaze, puzzle, impress. And uh, we're going to talk about earth changes on the show tonight. Because uh, Douglas, if you don't know, uh, is best known as a trance clairvoyant or psychic. He's uh, an ordained interfaith minister, a spiritual healer, a teacher, published author, of course, The Secrets of Life, Unique Insights into the Workings of of your soul. And uh, I actually, the last time Douglas was here in studio, he left a copy uh, for 
George Genescu, of course, who sits in that chair through those glass doors to host Big Band Sunday night. And uh, George made a point of telling me on the way out. He said, make sure you tell Douglas, thanks for the book, but the guy who wrote it must have been asleep. Uh, but, and, of course, that's literally quite true. Uh, because uh, Douglas, who is also known as Canada's Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet, of course, uh, actually does uh, perform much the same way that Edgar Casey did. That is while in a deep trance meditation. And uh, if you go to the website, richardsarah.com, there on the homepage, you'll see a picture of Douglas in that famous chair. And he is essentially asleep. And he, that's the way he wrote that book, while he was in that deep meditative state. He dictated that book, or his soul mind dictated that book to his son, Douglas Cottrell Jr., Tonight we're going to talk about earth changes. And speaking of uh, Edgar Casey, this is a term that was in fact coined by the great American psychic to refer to the belief that the world will soon enter into a series of cataclysmic events which will cause, of course, major alterations in human life on the planet. These would include natural events such as uh, earthquakes, of course, and uh, the melting of the polar ice caps, perhaps a pole shift, major weather events, solar flares. We discussed that a couple of weeks ago on the program. But not just natural events. These could be huge changes of the local and global social, economic, and political systems. We're going to talk about all of that tonight. Douglas James Cottrell, welcome once again, my friend of The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm uh, fine today. I'm a little bit of uh, jet lag coming back from Spain a couple of days ago, but other than that, I'm wide awake, and always a pleasure to be on your show, my friend. Before I ask you about uh, Spain, let me first uh, congratulate you on uh, Many Mansions, a spiritual uh, center that just opened up. Is it in Hamilton? Uh, well, actually, the building is the deal's closing Thursday, but we've started our uh, journey in uh, Hamilton, Ontario, yes. Many Mansion Spiritual Center is now a registered charity, and uh, we're about to embark on our our final phase of our work, which uh, would make uh, uh, this particular place. Uh, uh, some people are already calling it the ARE in relation to Edgar, Edgar Casey's foundation as Virginia Beach North. <laughs> Virginia <laughs> Beach North. Wow, that's quite a compliment. It is a compliment. So uh, we're about to embark on that uh, starting this Thursday coming. And uh, again, with the achievement of becoming a registered charity, which was no small feat, uh, we should be able to do our uh, our work and uh, make London, uh, where I'm from here, a, uh, my hometown, uh, proud of us as we move to uh, Hamilton and uh, start our uh, um, to build our center. Now, what what is actually going to take place in the center? Will you be teaching people, for example, to continue to teach people remote viewing techniques and these sorts of things? That's that's exactly it. We're we're uh, we're putting together um, uh, people from all over the world. Uh, hence my my travel to Poland last year and Spain this year, and I'm off to Sri Lanka perhaps in November. And we're uh, bringing together uh, the best of the best, and we're putting uh, uh, our foot down in Hamilton. It's on Hamilton Beach, by the way, which is uh, right right on the lake, uh, Lake Ontario, just across the uh, the pond, if you will, uh, from Toronto. And as such, uh, we'll have, we'll have world-renowned uh, speakers, uh, teachers there, as well as uh, inviting people from 
the local area, Toronto, Ontario, and and parts uh, between Niagara Falls and uh, and who knows where in Ontario, and including Montreal, uh, which we we've established as well some uh, uh, connections there. Uh, to come to this place and uh, learn how to develop their themselves intuitively, spiritually, uh, to embark on you know teaching people how to work through their minds, whether they're medical doctors, which we have many uh, associations with, or engineers, or uh, ordinary people like you and I. Now I know the remote viewing, or, or at least the the uh, the deep trance uh, uh, or the deep meditative trance uh, sessions that you do. Uh, I mean that that takes a lot of energy. Do you ever foresee uh, a, a point where you actually will have to stop doing that beca- just because of health concerns? You must be psychic, my friend, because I'm almost there. Uh, I'm 60 years old now, and I've been doing this since I was 24. Uh, certainly, you know, some some great length of time has gone by. We've uh, um, estimated over 30,000 individual readings for people. Um, we have uh, uh, some friends in Poland who are listening to the show tonight, and I'll say hello to them. And they, uh, uh, these people want to develop this ability. Um, this ability seems to have no limits as far as uh, you know um, geographical uh, limitations. And the intention is that uh, my friends in Poland and some friends in Spain now uh, want to develop this ability. These are younger people in their 30s or so, and uh, I welcome them to uh, um, to come and pick up the torch, so to speak, and in their own way and in their own method, uh, learn to develop uh, uh, their intuitive skills. But it does take a lot out. Um, the heart slows down. It's an unnatural state to be in. Respiration is suppressed, and we enter in a profound state. And in the East, uh, in the Hindu uh, culture, it's uh, a high yogi uh, Achievement in which the mind is opened up to the spiritual aspects. I know our intellectual friends might think it's not possible, but over 40 years, I guess I've proven that it is with some profound uh, um, facts, if you will, in how to use this ability. But the idea is that the body is suppressed. The mind that we call the spiritual mind or the soul mind is uh, uh, connected to or opened up. And we have this conduit of information from the high self or soul mind through to the, the conscious states and which people can ask virtually a question on just about any subject or topic and get an answer that's uh, uh, intelligent, meaningful, and, of course, provable later on. Now, Edgar Casey, of course, all of his readings were, were documented. Um, now, how, how, not that you're competing, obviously, with the legacy of Edgar Casey, but, uh, I mean, the comparison has been made. How... how how many uh, did were documented? Uh, how many of his sessions were documented? Because you every mentioned single, every single session we've done, save for a few times when we've been uh, doing things publicly, um, has been documented in the sense it has been recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone through thousands and thousands of uh, uh, tape cassettes. Uh, we did not keep a, a copy. We started off in the in the beginning. But then after a while, it became just uh, an overwhelming, uh, you know, logistics of having boxes of, of cassettes, uh, readings that belong to actual other people. Right. Uh, we've copyrighted every single one of them, but uh, people would come with and receive a tape cassette. I insisted on it. They would take the cassette back to their physician if it was a health matter or back to their financial advisor if it was a financial uh, matter. We do have a disclaimer on there that the information is not from a medical or financial authority and it's given for informational purposes only to be used in a prudent matter. But every single one uh, was recorded. We, uh, a few years ago, went to CDs 
and we now have uh, a library of uh, the uh, sessions that were recorded and, and put on CD, and uh, there's several thousands of those. We've had some transcribed by uh, some friends who have put them on YouTube and uh, uh, in, a, in the idea of making a book, the, the Secrets of Life book, which is uh, on its way to becoming a very good uh, bestseller. Uh, it's being translated into French. We have a CD now, uh, and there's some talk of turning it into Spanish and Russian and Japanese. Uh, this particular book, as you uh, alluded to it, and so did George. Thanks, George, very much for your, your nice comment uh, to me on the air. We saw on the end of your show uh, that this uh, uh, book uh, helps show people how to develop their own ability, but also the, the breadth and depth of this capability uh, we call deep trance meditation. Um, it Listen. does take a lot out of me. It does uh, uh, open up the door to this uh, um, place of knowledge that we call the Akashic Records. It is a uh, an ability that uh, uh, people who have a desire to develop can develop it. And of course, mine came from my handicapped daughter's uh, need way back in uh, in 1974 when we had our very first Peter, uh, reading with Ross Peterson. And consequently, the ability that I've developed over these years uh, is comparable to the great Edgar Casey or to Ross Peterson or Paul Solomon. And so I've kind of ended up with this handle, The Last of the Sleeping Prophets, uh, taking from the book uh, that Edgar Casey referred to as a sleeping prophet. All right, Douglas, listen, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, let's talk about some, some visions that you've had, some, some prescient dreams uh, that you've had. Uh, all relating to what's in store for humankind and planet Earth in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. We'll also open the lines and ask people out there listening tonight, have you had a prescient dream? Something that's looming on the horizon you fear that you'd like to share with us. Get it on the record now, because if it happens, then we'll have a record of it. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. My name is Richard Serrett. If you're sure your phone isn't tapped, call now. 416-360-0740 or toll free in Ontario at 1-866-740-4740. Douglas James Cottrell is here. He holds a PhD in therapeutic counseling from the Open International University for Complementary Medicines. He's also known as the man with X-ray eyes. He's a remote viewer. Did you see the men who stare at goats, uh, Douglas? Did, it again? Did you see the movie that came out earlier this year with George Clooney called The Men Who Stare at Goats uh, about this? Well, back in the, this, was, this is a true story back in the, uh, in the 70s, uh, I guess the late 70s, the, um, the U.S. military actually started uh, uh, these units, these, I mean, they were quite open about it. They were recruiting sort of these new age type move, um, units, military units, and they would train people, uh, you know, in the skills of remote viewing and et cetera. And uh, uh, I just wondered if you'd seen it and what your th thoughts were uh, on that. Well, regretfully, I've not seen the movie, but I am familiar with the remote viewing uh, uh, experiments that the uh, CIA and the U.S. military did. All right. Uh, let me, uh, on, a, on, a, on a personal note, I, I mentioned George Unescu uh, earlier, who um, loved your book. 
Great. And uh, George was uh, hobbling out of here tonight uh, after his uh, show. He uh, went and tore the uh, his ALC. What, what do you call that uh, in the knee there, Dan? The ALC. ALC, yes, the ALC. I think he was doing the uh, the walk for uh, breast cancer, and he's hobbling around. And uh, I said that I'd uh, I'd get you to put out some positive energy, maybe on his right knee. Would you be able to do that, maybe during the next break? Okay. Well, we did a, we do miracle transformation events, as we did one in in uh, Hamilton at the uh, rescue hall, which is the last one there before we start in in our new center. And so um, the idea of absent healing or spiritual healing being sent to somebody. Um, in the East, it would be called a chi, chi energy or uh, uh, life force, uh, qigong energy. Those are some of the newest uh, names for uh, spiritual healing. Uh, simply in the Bible, it's laying on of hands. And what I'm doing right now is I'm thinking of him, and my attention is going to his uh, low back or the sacrum area and uh, the top of his pelvis. And uh, we're um, trying to speed up the blood circulation in, in his uh, lower body. And I hope that I can feel some energy coming out of my hand. And if there are friends of his uh, listening or there are friends of mine who are listening, uh, I usually ask people to think of uh, uh, a person and uh, create an image like a green energy or a different colored energy. But in this case, I think George would uh, need a little bit of green energy uh, sent to his uh, body. And this will activate in the, the sim, uh, uh, symbolic way uh, the nerve blood um, healing forces in the body and also tap into the universal energy that surrounds us all the time and see if we can help George, uh, uh, since he made such a nice comment, <laughs> uh, get some payback here and uh, get some relief from this. Uh, you know, what comes to mind is the famous castor oil uh, massage uh, and peanut oil to help get rid of the inflammation that's there. All right, George, if you're listening... Uh uh, good luck he with that. He feel some warmth on his body even now, and uh, we'll, we'll, through the course of the show, I'll, I'll continue to send him some as I, as I can. Greatly appreciate it. All right. Uh, I did a, uh, a program on 2012 a couple of weeks ago, and uh, my guest, uh, the former editor of Ancient American Magazine, uh, seems quite convinced that what is in store for 2012 is going to be a, uh, a fairly significant a uh, solar flare, a solar storm that's going to knock out electrical grids all around the world, plunging us into darkness. And, of course, oh, you know, we know how dependent we are on electricity. You can't have clean water without electricity. Our filtration plants are run, are dependent on electri- electricity. Uh, and this, uh, this flare is going to fry these grids to such an extent, even NASA astronomers are worried about it and talking about it, and they're, they're saying it, when it happens, it's a question of when, not if, it could take anywhere from uh, 18 months to 10 years to bring everything back online. Douglas, what have you been, in your, in your visions, uh, your, your prescient dreams, what have you been seeing uh, anything in there that indicates potentially a solar storm well if you remember about a year or two ago on your show i i gave a forecast that there would be something about the sun uh, bigger than sunspots or sun flares something unusual coming it didn't happen within that 12 months or obviously within the last maybe two years but i've seen an envelope of um we we'll call it radiation or, or solar flare energy, or whatever whatever emanates from the the sun, and I would agree that this is um, uh, going to happen, and in fact is happening now. I think that the uh, that the emotional agitation that most people are feeling, and the 
uh, one change after another change or one problem after another problem is when you get one thing finished, finish, something else comes in your life, it's a difficulty or a crisis. I think this, this is the uh, precursor to uh, a huge effect where in the in the year 2012, and I've said this before on your show, my friend, that 2012 is the year we have uh, a line in the sand. We already are moving towards uh, such catastrophes uh, with the earthquakes and the volcanic action, the tsunamis, the, uh, the economic chaos and the political chaos and the religious chaos that's going on. We're moving towards this time in which 2012 will be the line in the sand, and we'll say this is this is the date uh, when the uh, the Earth uh, wobble in in the um, the axis maybe the maybe the earth flipped or wobbled significantly um this is the year when the temperature of the oceans went up not one or two degrees but three to four degrees which is extremely disastrous for the planet we can't survive that and this is the year that the solar flares or the the uh, heavens have opened up but if you look back in time and i think we've discussed it on your show i'm certain you've discussed this with other people that already the signs in the heavens are such that, you know, for this year, first time in 20 years, it was a full moon on the first day of fall. There has been a rush or a speeding up of the last year or two of, of things, dates uh, that would normally be a little longer. But what, uh, how is, why is that significant, Douglas, a full moon on the first day of fall? Well, um, it's it's a sign of the times. Um, biblically speaking, there was this, you know, the the star in the east that show, showed the arrival of uh, Jesus the Christ. Um, there are always uh, signs in the in the heavens. There are always uh, um, markers, if you will, that we're moving towards a time uh, of great change. And certainly, 2012 is a time when the world as we know it, economically, uh, spiritually. Um, you know, physically, it's all going to change. The technology is such that we're racing uh, towards this dependency on electricity, and any disruption, as you mentioned so wisely or prudently a moment ago, will basically turn the switch off and we'll be lost in the dark. But these signs in the heavens are to warn us that uh, pay attention. There are things coming. There, you know, there there are changes coming. I think many years ago, three or four or five, I told you that I had a, a dream or a vision where the planets lined up in two lines, like a V, uh, with the Earth um, at the point of the V with the sun behind it. And at that point in time, that's when havoc was going to come into the world. Two larger planets on one side of the V and the rest on the other. I haven't, I'm not an astrologer or do I study astronomy, and so I'm not quite sure um, when that alignment will take place. But as we move towards the cosmic clock, the uh, omens, the warnings, the signs are all to uh, give us that time to be prepared. We are going to go through great difficulties. There's no two ways about that. These have been foreseen by other prophets, and, and from Nostradamus to Edgar Casey to Ross Peters and myself, Paul Solomon, and many other people who, uh, who are listening to the show right now may have had dreams of unusual events. For instance, uh, uh, there have been many people who have been dreaming about a snowstorm in Toronto in our area, which may happen now, uh, or at sometimes when it's unexpected in the summer. There are many people who have had dreams about sharks in Lake Ontario. Um, the idea that uh, sharks coming, you know, all the way into Ontario and perhaps in the Lake Erie would uh, indicate that the the uh, expected. Um, Niagara Falls would be running backwards, and that would mean there would be great upheavals in the uh, Niagara Escarpment area. Uh, these uh, these are all signs, or these are all, sorry, these are all dreams uh, of things that have yet to be. 
and I think that uh, at this point in time in 2012 will be the uh, time when this will be everybody looking back and say that's the time like we do now when we say 9-11 was the day the world changed we did change on that day uh, when the bankers uh, went to Congress in the US and asked for seven billion dollars that was the day that the world changed and these monumental things that are happening including the great uh, religions of the world being in trouble the Christians with uh, the sexual problems, the Muslims with the terrorist problems, uh, the, the uh, Buddhists with the political problems. Um, it, it's a sign of the times. That these, these things are real. We're going to go through it. But if we're prepared uh, and we cooperate with one another, we will survive. The question is, who will survive? How many of us will get out of here alive as they say all right douglas stay uh, stay put we'll come back and uh, again we invite callers if you've had a vision or a prescient dream that you'd like to share with us something that you suspect might be looming on the horizon and you're you're wondering what that vision might mean exactly we invite you to the phones at 416-360-0740 and 866 866- 744-740. Back with more. Stay with us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Richard Serrett, all one word, twitter.com forward slash Richard Serrett, and Serrett is spelled S. Y-R-E-T-T. Douglas James Cottrell is uh, with us, remote viewer, also known as the man with X-ray eyes, Canada's Edgar Casey, And uh, we're talking about earth changes. Sounds like there's a, a, a perfect storm uh, uh, coming this way, uh, uh, Douglas. You mentioned uh, you concur with the... Uh, the feeling that uh, there will be major solar flare activity that, that with the potential to knock out the world's electrical uh, grid. Uh, but you also mentioned you know, the Earth's wobble. It sounds like a, a potential there for a polar shift. Uh, you mentioned volcanic activity. Are all these things going to happen sort of at the same time, more or less, or is it just going to be one thing after the other? Well, I think it is one thing after the other when we look at... Uh what happened in um, Iceland on your show? I predicted uh, some time ago that there was going to be uh, people would be taking the trains and avoiding airplanes. And I remember you uh, were very adamant as to wonder what, what was going on with the planes. And in fact, uh, there was no problem with the planes per se, other than they couldn't fly through the volcanic ash clouds. Uh, the next, uh, you know, thing with the economic uh, situations going on in Iceland being difficult or broke, and Greece and, and now other countries, uh, it seems like there is no end to this uh, nightmare. There, this, I think, years and years ago we referred to it as a time of chaos, and this seems to be, you know, the chaotic times. We're looking in Wyoming at uh, Yosemite uh, National Park. Uh, Perhaps that uh, ash cloud coming from the west, a uh, vision or dream I, I reported on your show last time, I think I was on. And uh, it could be that uh, uh, if I look on a map between Toronto uh, uh, and New York, directly west is Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming has the, uh, is the place where Yosemite and these, uh, this possibility of a gigantic ash cloud looming out of uh, the volcanic action, out of uh, 
out of Wyoming could affect uh, the crops, and I had a vision. People were at an airport, and they were choking. Uh, moving from there to, uh, you know, the, the difficulties around the world with the wobbling, I think the Earth's, um, you know, if you said, what is the cause in a geographical manner? It's the, it's the warming of the, of the oceans. And I have reported on your show many years ago, uh, or at least a couple of years ago, that the, uh, I had a vision or dream that the center, the core, the mantle of the Earth was spinning at a slower speed than the crust. And if one looks at balance and checks and they look at uh, the ice caps or polar caps rather melting, that would be the stabilizing influence on the on the geographical poles. And if the core is uh, not spinning as quickly as the crust, it makes sense that we're going to have the crust slip over the, cur- the core like the orange peel slipping around the, the, the center of the orange. And that would mas- basically make the uh, oceans rock out of their basins. Um, as we look towards Hawaii and uh, the earthquakes that are going on in, in around the, the Pacific Rim or the Rim of, Ring of Fire, as it's affectionately known, uh, we can see that these things are increasing. If, if you go on any of the earthquake sites, you'll see that earthquakes around the world are, are on the increase, and they're happening in places uh, more frequently uh, than, uh, than, than erratically, shall I call it. So yes, we're going to see this uh, as the visions or dreams I've had. I might say the latest when I was in Spain. I had uh, on the last day I was there a week ago. Um, Barcelona, when it's surrounded with water, um, it will be time for the people in the um, coastlines of, of Spain to head to higher ground. That was uh, a dream I had, or a vision I had at the, on the very last day, on the 21st of uh, or the 22nd, perhaps of uh, September. Prior to that, I had a dream where Africa looked like it was shrunk or like a cookie, and that the trade uh, lines with the lines of communication came directly from Asia across uh, in two lines, uh, which uh, culminated in, in sort of Spain and uh, England area, and people could get to America that way. Uh, now, meaning, I, meaning what? That Africa is going to uh, uh, break apart due to some, I don't know, um, shifting of the uh, the two tectonic plates, or what's going on with Africa? Well, well, I saw it as a cookie. It was the same shape as it is now, only it was dwarfed or small. Which, if you look at the rising um, uh, water or the or the oceans rising up. You know, i.e., the uh, ice caps melting, and uh, maybe there's another landmass. Major um, Casey predicted uh, Atlantis would rise. That's in the Atlantic Ocean near Bimini and east of Bimini, or Lemuria, which is west of Peru. Uh, any of these ancient continents, if they were to come up uh, or come out of the water, would certainly make the uh, the ocean levels rise. And whatever the causes, I haven't quite been given that clearly. Uh, but the point is that Africa was shrunk, and it looked the same size, same shape as it did, only it was small like a cookie. And that would that translated to me always understanding that some interpretation of these uh, visions is necessary uh, because they're not spoken usually; they're they're shown or demonstrated. Uh, the the uh, vision I had on uh, a few years ago, where I reported on your show that everything west of the Rockies was going to disappear, including the Jewel of the North, which is something I wouldn't call Alaska, but it was given to me in that way so that I would know that uh, you know, the Jewel of the North, I'd have to do a little, what the heck is that? And this would be something out of my conscious, uh, not in my conscious mind at the time. 
to give me some verification personally that they was referring to this West Coast situation. Um, I had this, uh, I have this assumption or this interpretation that the small African continent or the shrinking of it means that the oceans are going to rise all around it. Any time frame? I, w- I would, you know, my lifetime, a couple of years. Um, you know, I, I didn't get a, you know, March the 21st, like I have, uh, you know, in the years past predicted the uh, price of gold going up over $1,150, $1,200. My next predictions are on the $1,600 a mark. We're near, we're flirting with 1300 right now. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, unfortunately, I don't trade them anymore. I used to trade commodities when I was 20 something, four or five or six, when I had a cast iron stomach. <laughs> and you need one to trade commodities, but in any event, um, you know, a lot of things that over the years, you and I have been doing radio for many years, we've predicted that these things, they have come true, sometimes within a very short uh, time, a year or two, and other times, you know, uh, like some of the, the thing about gold, that was five or six or seven years, uh, or even longer, maybe ten years, uh, before it happened. But this thing with Africa and Barcelona and uh, the trade routes from Asia going straight across east to west, um, with north of that being underwater, which would mean most of Russia, uh, that we're looking at uh, uh, this 2012 time frame. Because these, these images or visions that I'm getting are now happening rapidly. This, you know, I used to get one a year or one every couple of years, or, or maybe twice in a year I would have a vision on, on some economic forecast or some geographical change. But here now they're happening, uh, uh, and of course my mind and attention is towards this too, as everybody's is. Uh, I'm looking at this now as being, you know, within the decade, within the uh, within the few years ahead of us. Douglas, when these visions come to you, do you then, uh, at any point, remote view these events so that you can actually, you know, transcend space and time, put yourself in the future? witness these events for either verification or uh, just to see a little more clearly what's going on? Indeed. We sometimes do research uh, CDs, and we're putting, that's where I'm going next in my life is to, uh, we have a store on my website, DouglasJamesCoddle.com, which has some CDs about 2012. Um, I will, retiring from personal consultations, if you will, will give me more time to do exactly that. And it's been proposed that we do things like that and possibly, you know, write more books and uh, online downloadable things. Uh, but yeah, there are, there's YouTube videos, uh, our friend, uh, um, uh, who puts these up, uh, I can't say his first name, but, uh, uh, if the YouTube, uh, videos are there, it's accredited to this man who, uh, in Michigan does this. He takes those research sessions, he puts the questions together and we, we accommodate him. And some of them are far-reaching. Uh, he wanted to know what had happened way back when. Was there another planet in our solar system, for instance? And we're able to to do that wherever we're sent or wherever the question is asked. And a lot of times we have been asked about current events, and there's a lot of free information on YouTube. You know, I, I do this for I do this as spiritual work. And uh, now that I'm I'm going to be retiring from any commercial aspects of this, we'll be putting. Uh, uh, more and more information up on YouTube and new streaming things, and there, there will be made available um, uh, information in this regard. Yes, we do do it, and we do research this. And uh, of course, people who come um, and ask me questions on their own. Uh, recently, uh, there was a uh, breakthrough with MS uh, that uh, some people came and uh, were, were asking some questions. And the people asking the questions, one was an attorney, and the other was a medical researcher and a doctor with two PhDs. 
and they were thoroughly impressed with this information. And as such, that might lead to some benefit in the uh, medical community. But in terms of but in terms of the the cataclysmic events, uh, Douglas, uh, these uh, these natural events that are coming coming our way. I'm just I guess curious to know whether have you remote view to a point in the future where you can see what this place is going to look like after all of this stuff comes down the pipe. Well, is there anyone left? I'm sure you're I'm sure you're quite intuitive yourself. We are in the process of putting together a uh, world map of what the world is going to look like, what the face of the world is going to be, and we'll make that available for a nominal fee um, on, the, on the website. And that's, uh, that's exactly what we're working on right now. All right, let's grab a quick call before we break, and uh, we welcome Arthur from Toronto. Good evening, Arthur. Hi. Hi. Well, as the song says, whatever will be, will be. But we, we know from historians will tell, 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 I'll tell you, since particularly since 1914, the world conditions are beginning worse and will continue to get worse because the Bible says Satan is the god of this world. God is allowing him to, because he, Satan challenged God, they could turn all people away from God. That's why we've experienced all these things. But the glorious end is coming. Will people will be resurrected to life as Christ and the apostles did onto a perfect earth because we were meant to be like Adam and Eve, young and happy forever on a paradise earth. Now, Arthur, if you don't believe that, ask people to come to your door to prove it to you. Okay, Arthur, appreciate the call. Do you see, uh, Douglas, the, the, what's happening in terms of, is it spiritual warfare, or is this just natural, uh, you know, uh, natural uh, weather patterns? Uh, what do you see really at work here? Well, it's uh, it's not as simple, uh, um, it's not a simple statement or answer uh, in regard to uh, the forces of evil uh, warring against the forces of good. Um, I don't believe in the devil myself. I believe in God Almighty. And God Almighty was the original power that was in the universe, the cosmos, and was the creator of all things. Now, if God Almighty created all things and the devil or the, or the satanic uh, influences or the derogatory influences are in existence, they can't be any more powerful than God. And understanding that as a as my premise of my uh, religious belief as a Christian and also one who studied many of the other world's great religions, uh, it comes down to the point that uh, what is evil? Evil is the absence of love. Uh, Christ came into the world and was different in all ways from, I guess, let me say, previous uh, 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 icons in religions in that he expressed the compassion of the Christ. If we understand the compassion of the Christ, then we can put up with uh, the misguided people and those people who are in their animalistic, uh, earthly um, appetites uh, attempting to uh, cause pain and suffering all over the world. And my, my theory is that only people that are in pain cause pain. People who have uh, love in their heart and are, have obeyed the Christ consciousness and obey the teachings of Christ uh, don't have pain in their heart. They have a, a way of dealing with life that is much better and more uh, complacent in accepting difficulties and overcoming them than reaching out and, you know, killing somebody or bombing somebody or stealing things from them and causing difficulty or havoc in their life. So is it a war between the fallen angel of Satan or, uh, you know, a heavenly conflict? I don't, in my own mind, in my own heart, and all the spiritual searching I've done over the last 40 years, 
I don't believe it. I can't find evidence of it. My motto, of course, is faith is built on belief and belief is built on evidence. What I see, however, is man's inhumanity to man being caught up. We're at the end times in which uh, those evil people, those misguided souls, are uh, uh, exposed, that they can't run and hide anymore, and that good people, like the, the caller and other people who have great faith, uh, are coming forward now and they're saying enough is enough we're not going to uh, allow this to happen and peace will come out of this alright let's uh, uh, take a quick time out when we come back New Jersey checks in with a question and we'll also find out what else is in store for planet earth in the days weeks months years to come on a more social or econ economic uh, perspective Douglas James Cottrell my guest here on The Conspiracy Show Corporations, governments, and sometimes entire civilizations. What goes up must come down. And it lands on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. And your portal to The Conspiracy Show is the website richardserrett.com, www.richardserrett.com. Tonight's guest, Douglas James Cottrell. His website is linked up on my homepage. Just click on... Douglas's name right there on the home page and that'll take you right to his website also want to draw your attention to the latest uh, poll question on the website inspired by my guest of two weeks ago uh, Jeff Peckman uh, who is a um, UFO researcher out of Denver Colorado and uh, he actually was able to get this question placed on the ballot for Denver's upcoming municipal election. And uh, it, it has to do with the establishment of an extraterrestrial affairs commission. If the people of Denver vote yes, that city will be obligated to set up an extraterrestrial affairs commission. So, with that in mind, the poll question at richardserrett.com is, if the people of Toronto were to vote on the, extra, uh, the establishment of an extraterrestrial affairs commission, how would you vote? And uh, as of this moment, 74% of you would vote in favor of such uh, a commission, and 26% uh, rather, 26% would vote against. Uh, Douglas James Cottrell, uh, 2012 has been wrapped up with uh, you know a lot of discussion about cataclysmic events, and, and in some quarters they even see um, an extraterrestrial connection. Do you have, have you had, uh, prescient dreams or visions about some sort of mass UFO sighting in and around 2012 or is that on the horizon where they, where there will in fact, these ETs will reveal themselves to humanity? Well, on mass, on mass. Uh, to the affirmative, I've not had a personal experience. Uh, my friend, uh, um, a, a doctor in Connecticut once told me, uh, when I asked to ask him the question, do you think that UFOs, uh, meaning extraterrestrials, exist, his, his answer was profound, and that is that we're all God's children. He created the heavens and the earth, the universe. So if there are such uh, beings out there in the universe, then, uh, of course, we all must be, uh, you know, God's children, brothers and sisters. And if that's true, and, and if you look at the billions and billions of, of planets and solar, never mind planets, solar systems, um, it's it's not it doesn't make sense to think that there are not uh, uh, extraterrestrials or beings of intelligence out there in the universe. 
And I think at this point in time, if there ever was a time that we needed help from uh, brothers and sisters, cousins and uncles, aunts and uh, and nieces out there in the universe, it's now. And so I, I would think that uh, in some of the YouTube videos I've seen in the in Japan, whatever we show or or China, they show. Uh, very clear pictures of uh, of spaceships or vehicles that are floating and, and able to move at high speed. I think that the technology that uh, relies on electrical, magnetical uh, forces that are more like not anti-gravity, but actually the ability to control gravitational uh, forces exists out there in the universe. And time travel and uh, great tra- travel across great distances exist. And I have had the experience of talking to many people um, that have had such experiences, and they're they're everyday logical people. They're not kooks. They are they are serious. They know that these things have happened to them. And I think on your show once I said there was going to be in the newspaper uh, an appearance of a, of a show of a UFO, and there was something within a week or two after that, but over a large center. And I think that's still yet to happen. I agree. I agree that it's plausible. Highly probable. I haven't had the experience yet of meeting someone, you know, from another planet. Uh, and if I did, I'd probably be scared stiff. But at the same point, I, all the people I've met over years and decades, uh, um, it's credible. It's real. Uh, there are people who are in communication with, uh, uh, with minds that are beyond the earth, or, or at least they claim so. And I can't find any reason to say it's not true. All right. Uh, John is in Bayonne, New Jersey uh, this evening. Uh, good evening, yes, John. Richard, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, my question is, has your guest heard or or uh, had any visions concerning the Ozarks, the Ozark Mountains? Um, not specifically, other than, you know, the uh, uh, any kind of uh, difficulty along the East Coast, the Appalachians. Um, and and the Ozarks and, and places like that. I I don't think that I haven't seen any any uh, any catastrophe whatsoever other than tsunami or or um, um, you know tidal waves coming into to the East Coast. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for the call, John, in Bayonne, New Jersey. Uh, so the 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 uh, but there's no doubt that the entire U.S. East, North American Eastern Seaborne would be affected by uh, rising uh, ocean levels, but the, I guess his question is: I guess how far inland would that would 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 that be? I mean, well, to be safe, Edgar Casey said, um, if you're concerned, you know, and you want to be safe, move inland 200 miles, not kilometers, miles, in uh, uh, away from the coast. He also predicted the devastation of his center in Virginia Beach which would be completely ruined, and that is why they keep his uh, readings in a vault uh, in Virginia Beach. But the idea is that any kind of uh, inundation of water was going to, was going to subside because the um, archaeological digs would be taking place around Virginia Beach and would dig up his records. Uh, so the idea is that there's going to be some inundation of water. It will subside, and, um, uh, and the coastline may be different. Um, you know, Florida may be half the size that it is. Uh, but I've not, other than uh, having, I think years ago somebody had a dream, as alludes to your question of the viewers, uh, a lady in New Jersey had uh, dreams about uh, you know, moving to North Carolina and having sharks along the east uh, eastern seaboard coming close to uh, land. And that, I think, happened last month or two months ago where there were reports of sharks coming uh, towards the east coast. 
I think that was more because of the oil spill in Florida and the uh, uh, the currents going towards Europe, uh, driving the the uh, sharks towards the coast. But uh, going back to Andrew Casey's prediction, and what I what I have not seen, put this way, not, I haven't seen disaster. Uh, other than inundations of water, tsunami, and certainly Manhattan is supposed to take a big hit, uh, according to Casey. And uh, um, myself, I predicted some uh, some shaking and quaking uh, in Manhattan, but I've not seen total uh, total destruction. What about our immediate listing area here in uh, in Ontario? Let's be specific of uh, Toronto. Uh, I heard, uh, in fact, it might have been. I'm not sure if it was you, Douglas, several years ago, talking about. A, a little-known fault line that apparently runs under Lake Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you recall? Did we have that conversation? We did. Um, we were talking about uh, um, the St. Lawrence opening up and the uh, south shore uh, of uh, Quebec becoming, you know, uh, uh, a broader uh, St. Lawrence uh, River and um, being further away from uh, the North Shore. And that fault line goes. That's why from Niagara Falls and even. Uh, through the U.S., uh, up uh, up through the Appalachians towards Lake Ontario, if you will, if you want to follow the Talbot, uh, the Cabot, uh, sorry, the Talbot Trail, uh, those um, those areas follow the escarpment and they go all the way to uh, Quebec or Montreal at least. So, uh, what are we talking about? Major seismic activity, or yes, uh, I, I was in uh, the South Shore in Mount Saint Hilaire not too long ago, and I've been there a couple of times. Uh, since and uh, did you know that there's volcanoes that are inactive uh, in the South Shore? I did not know that. There's six of them. I did not know that either. Uh, pardon me if if I'm wrong about six, but that's what I was told. And they are huge. Mount Saint Hilaire. If you look on the uh, Google Earth, you'll see it's a, a huge uh, ancient volcano with a uh, uh, a lake in the in the uh, crater at the top. These are in the Saint Lawrence Valley, or they're on the South Shore. And when I saw those, it all made intellectual sense that this is what's going to happen. That fault line that you've alluded to, the activity, the seismic activity, will open up the St. Lawrence. I have had a dream where the St. Lawrence, um, near the narrow part, it was important to me I should go there. And uh, that's, uh, I think, in Cornwall or, or Brockville or something in that area. And I believe that is uh, anything around the Campbellford area is going to be very safe, the Trent uh, water system. But I believe that's because the St. Lawrence is going to open up and it will be uh, salt water coming into the lakes, which would be for Toronto. And the water sources or fresh water drinking out of Lake Ontario would be disastrous, would it not? Indeed. And then that sort of uh, once again connects up to these uh, rather startling dreams of uh, sharks making their way into Lake Ontario. And Erie, I believe, too. Lake Erie, my word. All right. Douglas James Cottrell stays with us. If you've had a, a vision you'd like to share with us, 416-360-0740. Out of town, toll free from just about anywhere, 866-744-740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. 
You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You eat like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even sex like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. Don't turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. Brainwashed in our childhood. Brainwashed by the school. Brainwashed by our teachers. And brainwashed by all the rules. Brainwashed by our leaders. By our kings and queens. Brainwashed in the open and brainwashed behind the scenes. Live from Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Here's what we're working on. I will tell you that uh, Halloween night, which happens on my watch, Sunday, October 31st, we will have a very special conspiracy show for you and that's all I'm saying for now but you will be hearing more in the coming days and weeks on this radio station about that so stay tuned and also that same night uh, many of my regulars will check in with uh, some of their scary paranormal experiences that they've personally had that's all part of uh, the conspiracy show's Halloween special next week on the show I can confirm Stephen G. Bassett, the uh, UFO disclosure advocate, along with Victor Vigiani. Stephen has just returned from Europe. They're so far ahead of uh, us here in North America in terms of UFO disclosure. They're very open about you know UFOs over there in the press, uh, even the governments. So he'll, uh, he'll uh, Stephen G. Bassett will will be here to tell us what he's learned, and uh, we're also working on. Uh, Getting Wayne Nicholson back on the program next week. Wayne is the reverse speech expert that we had on several weeks ago. He wanted to come back and do sort of an update. Uh, this is where he'll take um, um, speeches or or clips of speeches from prominent people, uh, even small children, babies, and uh, we, he plays them forward, and then he plays them backwards, and he's actually we're actually able to hear hidden messages in the reverse speech and he wants to uh, sort of turn the tables on uh, on on me he wants to analyze my reverse speech and we're hoping to do that if we have time if we can do it uh, for next week so again he's going to analyze take you know a chunk of my my speech Play it backwards, and then we'll listen for hidden messages. I'm not sure exactly uh, if I'm looking forward to that, but uh, it could be, uh, could be interesting. All right. Douglas James Cottrell is here, the man with X-ray eyes, Canada's Edgar Casey. We're talking earth changes. We're also wondering what visions you've had regarding uh, coming events natural events or some other cataclysmic event perhaps let's uh, let's talk about uh sort of the global social economic political systems uh douglas as if the the natural events aren't bad enough what's in store on the global scale are, are we are, are you seeing in your visions uh, or remote viewing sessions uh 
some sort of nuclear showdown with Iran or North Korea or what's happening in terms of uh, future the, the future battlefronts? Well, the uh, um, the world is changing as we know, and that uh, the uh, uh, political world is uh, now forming alliances which will go north and south rather than east and west. Um, everybody would agree that uh, I think I predicted on your show that Africa and India would be rising economies, and that you know China, of course, was on the rise and now is indeed the world's banker. Um, I think what's going to happen is that there is um, the possibility of a nuclear explosion or atomic explosion in the Middle East. I think that the the way the world is shifting with uh, North and South Korea and these dictators who are threatening to uh, make atomic bombs or or nuclear devices are um, all of a sudden in the limelight and then they disappear. Uh, When I say disappear, I don't mean that they're taken out, that they're they're uh, in a limelight for a very short time, and then sort of some sort of peace or tranquil tranquility seems to be coming into the areas. But we're in this time in which uh, a year or so ago we went through the astro- astrological influences of Pluto going through the constellation of Capricorn, which happens about every 250 odd years, and every time that happens, it's uh, revolution time around the world in all the all the communities, scientific, political, economic, etc. What we're seeing in the world at this point in time is that there are certain forces out there that uh, financiers, uh, much much wiser and brighter than I, have been saying that uh, these forces are attempting to bankrupt companies, uh, sorry, countries as opposed to companies, and that we're seeing that uh, the influence of these uh, forces, who are unethical and and uh, I, I would use the term evil almost. Uh, are attempting to attack countries and as such when we have dictators who are of the old regime where uh, might makes right and uh, um, there's influences uh, to uh, assassinate people and uh, uh, you know use the military uh, machinery that they have these uh, these countries now come under the or, or they're in the crosshairs of uh, certain entities that can take them down financially this is a whole new uh, concept and uh, to the average person, it's almost unbelievable that there are powerful people in the world who can affect bankruptcy on countries. Uh, but I think that's what we're seeing in, in such places as Greece and and some of the other countries that are in the news. So the idea that will we see peace in the Middle East, uh, like what happened in Russia when it becomes uh, economically inviable or they're insolvent, uh, they're insolvent. Yes, they will. Uh, I think what's going to happen in the Middle East is that there may be that uh, predicted biblical explosion, uh, but should that happen, the whole world will converge on that place, uh, wherever it would be, and uh, um, there would be no more, I mean, it might sound uh, callous, but there would be no more uh, conflict after that event, which would turn out to be, as our Buddhist might, friends might say, a blessing in disguise, adversity and difficulty bringing in to the world some improvement. I would not like to see that myself, but uh, politically speaking, um, I've made uh, some speeches or given lectures, and I said the only group of people in the world that can help uh, everyone else in the world at this point in time, they that are well-manned, well-stocked, well-trained, and capable uh, through transportation and, and machinery to go to places to help people, are the military. And the military forces in the future will not come, not have combat between each other, but they'll in fact uh, cooperate and there'll be rescue missions 
and that's why the biblical prophecy of the, the, the military turning their weapons and their pro into plowshares will come true. So what I've seen so far, however, is uh, uh, economic chaos, interest rates going to uh, uh, 30% or more. Uh, I've, I've predicted over the years interest rates uh, going up and down on your show, and they've happened. And so there's a chance that this will happen as well. Out of Italy and Europe will come uh, more strikes. And when you see that, which is already happening, then we're going to see the inflationary uh, influences in the world, which will be which will play more havoc uh, on the world politically uh, than anything else. I have seen, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this on your show last time, that the U.S. dollar was going to be like, the, you know, when you put money in your in your pants pocket and put it through the laundry, it comes out washed out. Uh, I think more and more countries are disenfranchising themselves or distancing themselves from uh, tying their currency uh, with the uh, U.S. dollar. When the Chinese dollar, or I can't pronounce it as Yul, um, is a uh, is the world currency's mark or or uh, benchmark, uh, then we're going to be in trouble with uh, uh, political influence from China. Uh, already, they're in Africa meaning the Chinese companies in Africa buying up resources all over the world, but predominantly in uh, in China. They are in Canada. Oil sands, I think, are, if I remember, they're involved somewhere there or want to be. So they're reaching out all over the world, and what that will give them will be the same influence as our British uh, cousins had. They will be able to take their raw material, take it to uh, their country, manufacture it, and then sell back finished goods, which made the uh, British Empire the empire that it was, and I think this is what's in the cards for China at the uh, expense of the rest of us in the Western world. Well, a U.S. Uh, a trend um, tracker, if you will, futurist, uh, Gerald Salente, has um, been pretty outspoken about what he sees in store, particularly in the United States, and uh, he also uh, sees a, uh, an economic meltdown uh, there, but he sees... Uh, Civil disobedience on a wide, wide scale, mass rioting, mass food shortages, mm -hmm. almost uh, a revolution in the in the U.S. Have you seen anything like that? Years and years ago, I made the prediction that you could be shot uh, on the street for a bag of groceries in the United States. It was going to come to that, and I think yes, I think if the uh, if if the you know, from from a from a Canadian perspective, looking in the U.S., um, when you go to the U.S., we're all treated like criminals. Uh, you know, we're the American borders are, are tightening up, and as such, um, you know, it's almost like the denial of help. They don't want to cooperate, and when you have a society that's turning inward, it turns on itself. And we see that the infrastructure, uh, that the uh, situations in uh, Louisiana. After Katrina, uh, we see the difficulties that, that are happening in different economic situations in the U.S. and, and the political, uh, you know, Democrats and Republicans hate each other. They don't talk or cooperate with one another across the aisle. That we see uh, a society in decline, and I think that there is going to be civil unrest. Um, certainly, with Obama trying to get this Medicare or free health care or at least equal health care to everybody, uh, with the uh, flack he took ever mindful that it was the Republicans, in my opinion, that got the country into bankruptcy in the first place, uh, that uh, now the efforts of Obama to try to at least help people who otherwise wouldn't have health insurance, 
and the ruckus of that uh, uh, displayed or, or caused uh, is a demonstration that you have a society that doesn't care about its own people. And I think when that happens, then uh, people will pick up a gun. Of course, our American friends have the right to bear arms under all kinds of circumstances that we would consider illegal in our own country. And as such, people are too quick when they're angry to use guns and knives and weapons and bombs. So um, I think that the vision I had way back in the mid-70s of being shot for uh, uh, a bag of groceries is, is close at hand. Stay put, Douglas, back with more of The Conspiracy Show. On the other side, don't go away. My name is Richard Serrett. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To speak to Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free in Ontario, 1-866-740-4740. As we roll into Halloween, the uh, Conspiracy Show will be offering up uh, some uh, paranormal specials. Coming up on October the 10th, uh, we're hoping to uh, confirm shortly. The Reverend Gordon Williams, who is uh, an exorcist, and uh, his phone is ringing off the hook these days. Have been, actually, for several years. Uh, he, um, evangelical uh, pastor, who uh, has been exorcising uh, houses and people in and around uh, southwestern Ontario. He just cannot keep up with the demand. So the Reverend Gordon Williams will be here, we hope, on Sunday, October the 10th. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Halloween special, Sunday, October the 31st. And you'll be hearing more about that in the days and weeks to come. Douglas, James Cottrell, how do people subscribe to your newsletter? Uh, They can go to the website, and uh, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little yellow bar that says subscribe to the free newsletter, and they just put their email address in there, and uh, uh, they come out infrequently now, but they'll be, uh, uh, when we move into our our new headquarters, we'll be putting out, uh, um, uh, I will be putting out a newsletter and have more time uh, as far as uh, uh, having the capability and the time to do that, so um, upper corner, uh, click on the yellow bar that says uh, subscribe, and uh, you'll get a, you'll get a newsletter. We also are on Twitter, um, and they can subscribe to that. Um, I guess they could, you know, follow me and follow you uh, as well. Um, so that's that's one way of doing it. www.douglascottrell.com. Douglas D O U G L A S Cottrell C O T T R E L L C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L dot com, or you can go to my website, richardserrett.com, and uh, Douglas's uh, site is linked up on my homepage. Just click on his name. All right. How do you, uh, how do we, how do you prepare children, uh, for the, uh, these coming events? Do you, do you tell them? Great, do you keep them in the dark? Question. Um, I, I've, I've uh, had the pleasure of, uh, uh, meeting your boys at some time in the past. And uh, they're very bright, and you should be very proud of them naturally as their father. But I think your children, um, along with my grandson and other uh, children who are coming into the world, um, these are special souls that are coming into the world. There's been talk about um, 
children who are spiritually more advanced, uh, indigo children and things like that. And there's another, um, uh, which, which escapes me, another term for other types of children coming into the world, Atlantean children, uh, people who were born in Atlantis coming back now. Um, to prepare the children is, uh, well, the Internet's doing it. Um, to watch my uh, uh, young guy uh, flip through uh, pages on his mom's uh, iPad is just amazing. Uh, these people, children, are equipped. The spiritual influences in them, um, they're the builders of the world. In the next 20 years, you know, uh, we're thinking of putting a book out called 2020 uh, or even 2030. Uh, we will survive this time of uncertainty, this chaotic time. But these children that are coming into the world now are cooperative. They're bright. Um, they're eager. They're curious. They have uh, superior minds. And I think they're spiritually more uh, endowed with the uh, gifts, uh, as recounted in Corinthians, uh, than we are or were. And this is the times, I think, in, uh, that the Bible referred to as a time when old men and young men will come forward interpreting dreams and visions. And as an old man, I, I <laughs> everybody that's younger than me would fit that prophecy, you see. All right. The children are, are out there. They're prepared already. Sounds like you're saying that, that we don't need to prepare them. They're here to prepare us. I think so. I think if you look, especially, this is something, uh, a personal note, if you look at the top of these uh, children's head, um, and this is just uh, you know me always being curious and skeptical of things, but uh, I notice that children that are very bright have two swirls in their hair, or their hairlines uh, at the back of the crown of the head. There's uh, instead of like that one spiral that goes out like most people have, they have a double one. And every time I've seen that, that uh, uh, signifies or it seems to hold true that that child has uh, extra special uh, gift, ability, intelligence. These children that are being uh, born today or recently, uh, they're the ones that are going to have to, I guess, rebuild and carry on after... This world that we know, um, with this age, I guess, as we know, ends uh, rather abruptly sometime in the not-too-distant future. Is that correct? Well, I think they come with the intention to cooperate. They come with a wisdom and, a, and a, a spiritual compassion that is natural to them. Conflict and uh, debate and uh, sport uh, contests, which are, are uh, competitive, is foreign to them. So their nature, by nature, would be to uh, cooperate with each other. For instance, instead of playing football or hockey like, like I used to, uh, the game they would play would be taking a, uh, a balloon full of helium and, and bouncing it around the room and everybody enjoying uh, seeing the ball bounce from one to another. No competitiveness, everybody cooperating. And I think that the Internet uh, is providing this source of information for them, but also it's, it's the great equalizer. Uh, anyone can find out just about anything on the internet. These people come, when I say people, I mean, you know, old souls and young bodies. Uh, they come with that innate ability to absorb, uh, much information intellectually, but they have this extra special ability to be wise. And to be wise is not to conflict with each other or, or to be destructive. They're constructive, creative people with intellectual understandings. You know, um, I have children that are intellect, that have intellects, and uh, and the, they were trained to be uh, skeptical and to uh, query everything and uh, to be disbelieving. Uh, but like a parachute, you know, uh, uh, the mind is like a parachute; it only works when it's open. 
And I think that's what these children have, open minds. There's a natural curiosity and, and, a, and a willingness to cooperate with each other. So building the future for them would be like a big game. This would be, you know, I, as much as we're talking about earth changes and what's going to happen and the possibility of loss of life, at the same time, we're seeing inventions and we're seeing people uh, delve into the uh, subatomic world. We're seeing uh, the technology and nature is looking at controlling bacteria. And, you know, cancer is basically a bacteria. There's 18 different kinds or so of cancer. And it's not, it should not be treated as one disease. It, it will be ultimately dissected and, and treated in the several different ways that it should. I believe coming out very soon will be, if not a cure, but a direction for children who are autistic. I believe that uh, there will be microsurgeries and the ability to repair uh, arteries and also memory to be increased and that uh, the idea that uh, Alzheimer's is a disease caused by low-grade uh, fevers and uh, bacteria as well as, as you know, heavy metals being implanted in the body through aluminum and that, which I think is, is now the, the, the science is in on that one. But they're going to find out that, that, that um, the future will be uh, such that diseases will be conquered by light therapy and light surgery. And scalpels in the future will, will consist of, of lasers uh, and or light uh, tools that give off light, light frequencies. And they'll discover, uh, which I've foreseen in the past, is that uh, diseases will be affected by uh, frequency or vibration and, and organs can be generated by increasing the vibration of it, the healthy vibration. And also disease can be eliminated by a, a destructive vibration, but not destructive to the organ itself. My, These, my concern, Douglas, would be that are these technological advances in the fields of medicine and, uh, and other uh, science, etc., et are they going to survive the, the coming cataclysm? Because I'm, I'm thinking of, you mentioned Atlantis. And here we had, at least according to legend, an incredibly sophisticated society uh, that existed, you know, 10,000 years ago, yet they had... Uh, you know, uh, f- flying cars, and they had, uh, uh, you know, they had. They had le- level, 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 levitating trains, yeah. or, or what have you. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, yeah, very sophisticated energy uh, type of system. Yet, wh- I mean, the idea was that the technology in, uh, in Atlantis uh, separated them from nature. I guess they became filled with uh, hubris, what have you, and so that society was destroyed by a cataclysmic event. So we're sort of in the same place that Atlantis was at that time. So I'm wondering, and then, of course, after Atlantis was destroyed, we had to almost like start over. We had to rediscover all of these things. So all of these advances that are coming down the pipe, aren't they going to be lost once these cataclysmic events happen? No, <clears throat> they they exist in the ethers. They exist in the Akashic records. Uh, I hold patents. Um, where did I get those inventions from? I've got something like 27 different notarized things. I've not ever pursued it and and become a, a multimillionaire with these patent devices. Although other people have done similar things, um, the information is always available to us. These uh, children that come into the world now are able to access through their subconscious mind, super subconscious mind or soul mind this information readily. 
Um, and again, we're talking about some places in the world that will be devastated. Our like friends from the Ozarks uh, uh, and the Four Corners in the, in the mid and southwest United States, those are safe places to be. It's only on the coast, uh, the east coast, as I alluded to, on the west coast, that there will be difficulties. But that doesn't mean that, um, you know, I think on your show a long time ago, I, I predicted that the White House will be abandoned and, and uh, devastated, and poor people uh, would be in the place. Um, you know, the plumbing didn't work or some, some crazy, you know, showing it was in disarray in this image, and all the trees were gone from the outside, indicating perhaps some delusion of water washing away uh, the bushes around, et cetera, et cetera. However, that doesn't mean that the United States government's going to fail. It just means that the uh, uh, the venue or, or the seat of power will change, and that's what's going to happen in the safe places. The information will be there, but somebody who is a natural mechanic, somebody who is a natural inventor, someone who is a natural engineer or a mathematician or a professor or a nurse or a doctor, they're, they're going to survive, and that's the hope of the world is the people. What's going to come out of this is that we're going to cooperate with one another uh, in a way that's, that hasn't been seen for since the, uh, since the religion of Ra, which is the uh, world religion of, of, of uh, millennia ago. All right, Douglas, uh, stay put. We'll uh, take another time out. And uh, last call to the phones for Douglas James Cottrell. If you've had a vision that you'd like to share with us or a prescient dream, we'd love to hear it. 416-360-0740 in the Toronto area. Toll-free from Thunder Bay to the Carolinas, Maine to Minnesota, and all parts in between, 866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Douglas, a lot of people uh, tell me, and I'm also seeing this phenomena uh, reported widely on the internet as well people seeing wherever they look 11 11 they look at their digital uh, the, the clock mm-hmm. just at, at the right moment and they see 11 11 uh, wh- why why what's going on there's also the corresponding 444 uh, these are supposed to be in reference to angels or uh, divine um, influences above us uh, certainly it's happened to me all the time too it's a very curious thing um, I can reason it out by saying my subconscious is aware of everything around me, and every time the number comes up, my I, my attention goes there intuitively, or instinctively, or just by chance. Uh, but I, I believe it's something to do with the uh, person uh, waking up to telepathy, uh, to clairvoyance, and their intuitive abilities. Uh, but also, as as there is a thought behind it, if eleven eleven means to someone you know, grace or uh, that they're angels looking over your shoulder, uh, then I, I kind of would like to believe that's the case. That would be a good reminder that we're not alone, that we have angels on our shoulders, and, you know, God's watching over us, which is something we should never, ever forget, that there is a hierarchy, that there are spiritual forces out there. And if we listen to them, if we have a prophetic dream and follow it, if we stay true to our religious beliefs and don't adulterate our, ourselves by hypocritically saying I believe and then not believing or doing something we know is not correct to our morality or spirituality, uh, then we have this influence that will protect us so that as some people, I think there's even some television coming out now about the people who should have been in the towers uh, on 
weren't there for some reason or, or other, and the ones that were there um, ended up there, even though they should not have been there that day. Uh, went into work for to get some some records or something when they shouldn't have been there. So everyone follows their destiny, but with following the belief and, and what we know spiritually to be correct, you are automatically protected. You know there'll be a there'll be a delay, there'll be a, a, a disappointment, there'll be something that will happen. The tire on the fire on the on the, uh, the tire on your car will go flat, and by the time you get the car fixed, you have avoided some catastrophe that lies down the road that you would have been in the middle of had you uh, been on time. So looking at that, 1111 uh, or 444, I think these are, are related to mystical uh, influences that are surrounding us that are important to the people who see them. You mentioned uh, you know, paying attention to visions or dreams because they could save your life. Um, I mean, how do you take advantage? Because often uh, of, of, of those early warnings, that built-in early warning system, because often dreams are allegorical. Uh, you know, we're told that it doesn't necessarily mean what it appears to, to mean on the surface. So how do you take a dream? You come and take my course, and uh, <laughs> I'll throw a plug in for that one. Please, yes. Um, dreams are um, the soul's language. And uh, understanding the language of the soul, pantomime, visions, meditations, uh, your attention being uh, drawn to a certain thing. For instance, uh, this might happen uh, to most everyone. As you're about to go out the door, you look down on the counter and there's a screwdriver, a little tiny screwdriver, and you say to yourself, I won't need that, and you walk out the door. Uh, it's my belief that sometime later in the day there will come an opportunity and you will say, God, if I had picked up that screwdriver, I could use it to fix my mirror on my car or the, my, my lock on my briefcase. Uh, sometime later on in the day, that screwdriver would have been very important to you. So paying attention to where your attention goes is starting to pay attention to that innate ability we call intuition. All right, let's uh, whip through some calls here. People have uh, been patient, waiting on the line. Now let's begin with uh, Jason in San Francisco. Hello, Jason. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? How are you listening in tonight? Good, good. I followed Douglas's work, and uh, I always learned something positive from it, and I'm uh, happy to be on the line with you guys. That's a pleasure. Um, I, I want to share a dream. Um, I was, I was... In the dream, I was driving on a, one of the bridges in the San Francisco Bay Area, and mm-hmm. I saw this huge wave, just like, you know, like, tsunami. bigger than the bridge. Just, uh, yeah, like a tsunami while I was driving on the bridge, and it hit the bridge while I was driving on it. And, uh, you know, the, everything, just, there was water everywhere, kind of like a drowning feeling, but then, you know, I woke up. And uh, that, that was one of them, and then another one was when there was a, like fire and ash falling falling from the sky. Okay. Well, you've heard me perhaps in the past say that everything west of the Rockies is going to disappear. Um, so maybe you ought not to live in San Francisco. Do you have an exit strategy, Jason, by any chance? No, no, I don't have nothing planned right now. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot, though. I'm just trying to figure something out, where, where I should go. Or, where would you go and you know. what would you do? Um... I don't know anybody anywhere else. I don't know what I would do, you know. I think I would just have to, you know, just do things on my own. Are you you tied down? Do you have family in San Francisco? No, no, it's not not even the case. Like, uh, to be honest with you, nothing's really working out for me right now. But um, from what I follow, I I would probably think, you know, 
um, somewhere in Canada, because that place sounds safe, if I were to go anywhere if there was a disaster. I, I think Richard and I can say that Canada is the best country in the world, can we not, Richard? Uh, no, without without a hesitation. Uh, Jason, hey, thanks for, uh, for calling in and listening in from San Francisco. Let me remunerate what, what Jason has just said. First of all, he said he's had vivid dreams of being in, in, the, in the bridge which, uh, when some disaster struck. He has said he's been thinking about leaving. Uh, there's nothing holding him uh, down whatsoever, and he's feeling the urge to move, but he's not quite sure where. Those are all, as I was alluding to a moment ago, these are all where your attention is going. These are precursors to a warning to say this would not be a safe place. In such in instances as I've had in the past about uh, specific um, uh, bridges or, or roadways, I would not go on that bridge or go on that roadway. I would avoid it at all costs and avoid what would be a future possibility of getting involved in an accident, so he should not go on the bridge, of course. But where does he go? He's thinking about Canada, and, and we would encourage him, welcome him here, no doubt. But if he allows now the next step in saying, okay, I accept the uh, the dream, the vision, the guidance that I'm receiving, that this is not the right place to be, where ought I uh, where ought should I be? And as such, a dream might, he might see himself in Montana or, you know, Ontario or whatever. But that would be the next step is ask for the guidance in a dream. Ask for the guidance. All right. Again, Jason in uh, San Francisco. Thank you. Betty is in Peterborough, Ontario. Betty, good morning. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show. Thank you. I have, uh, two questions. No dreams of any import with regard to, uh, the tragedies that are coming. But one of my questions, the first question, is about the uh, child prodigies that are suddenly cropping up in great numbers, it seems, like a little girl of three playing classical guitar like Segovia with the smallest hands you've ever seen, and uh, a little girl, again, with uh, an operatic voice of an adult, and a little guy with playing piano like Liberace, I don't know how... <laughs> It, it seems to fit somewhat with the uh, reincarnation theory that uh, Doug was just speaking of. And then my other question was, didn't Edgar Cayce um, speak about Atlantis and the reincarnation of Atlanteans in America? That's true. And I believe that's been going on now since the 40s. Yes, that's, that's basically what, what he said, that why we were so fortunate in North America, because we were basically Atlanteans. Well, what about these child prodigies, uh, Douglas? Uh, and thank you for the call, Betty. Good questions, all. The uh, idea that uh, a child prodigy uh, comes with a, uh, a consciousness uh, from a previous experience in, in the understanding of reincarnation and that uh, the soul retains memory of all its uh, experiences is such that uh, child prodigies, uh, idiot savant, uh, and other mystical things uh, that happen with uh, with special people, if I can use that term, is such that they're able to touch into that memory that exists, our soul memory, and for me it's evidence uh, of the soul and the capability of the creative forces that's connected with the soul. And so when you have children who are, uh, as Betty has just uh, indicated, who a phenomenal amount of people beyond the average, beyond chance, coming into the world and having these extremely creative influences. Maybe they are Atlantean people coming back who were high spiritual beings who were wiped out at that time of chaos uh, 5,000 years ago or whenever it happened. And maybe now they're coming back to pick up where they left off 
which would be the concept of karma, um, you know, they were they lost their whatever happened in, in Atlantis had stopped and they lost their lives. And now they're they're moving forward in time, even though it might seem a long time to us. It's probably a trickle of, of an instant in the in the ethers, and now they're back to pick up and contribute back to the world. And I think that's what it is, is uh, people who are mechanically inclined, people who have talents or abilities which they've not been um, taught or, or have had any exposure to in, in educational processes, these are evidences of the memory of the soul. Uh, Betty, again, thank you for the call from Peterborough. Bruce is in West Hill, which is, I believe, the Scarborough uh, uh, area of Toronto. Uh, good morning, Bruce. Hi. Your question for Douglas Cottrell. Uh, okay. I'm retired, and we just bought a home uh, down by the lake within uh, uh, 200 feet of the lake. Now, my my question is, uh, when it comes to tsunamis, uh, what do you predict in that regard to um, for the Great Lakes? Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm about to purchase a million dollar building on Hamilton Beach uh, uh, and move in there Thursday. No, okay. So, <laughs> enough said. Um, I think that there will be uh, will be difficulties, but I don't think that my and my intuition says that you're going to enjoy the sunsets down there and uh, oh, the sunsets are the sunrises are fantastic. Okay, like well, I can see you sitting there and, and enjoying the view, and I think that uh, this is my personal impression now, and that uh, you won't have anything to worry about for your retirement. No. All Whatever. right, Bruce, rest easy. You're uh, you're on good, solid ground there. Thank you for the call from West Hill. Dave is in Hamilton. Good morning, Dave. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show on AM740. Hi, Richard Douglas. How you doing? Good well, morning. Well, thank you. And uh, I just wanted your opinion on a, uh, a dream I had uh, probably about 10 years ago. Um, I've had a lot of premonitions in my life, uh, mostly about uh, future events that have come true in my life. Uh, and two dreams that I've had, one is uh, when, let's see, uh, Iraq struck Turkey at the beginning of that war when the states invaded. And uh, that vision came true the next night when I saw on the TV was exactly what my vision was uh, the previous uh, night. Mm-hmm. And the one I had about 10 years ago was a vision that sounds like it could be an end-of-the-world uh, scenario. It was a bunch of people uh, scurrying around um, in the wintertime, uh, around Christmas time, maybe December 21st, and uh, big snowflakes were falling down, and there was like a light like a big shining moon that came out from behind the clouds, and a horn went off like a trumpet, and a message that was implied that said, you have 15 minutes. Any idea what that may be about? Well, obviously, um, you know, the sound of a trumpet, it goes back to the uh, uh, the early religions, uh, Hebrew, and it's very important to have uh, trumpets and horns going off. This is a warning. Uh, whatever that entity was, that was an angel, okay? And you're given 15 minutes, uh, 15 minutes in real time, uh, would relate to about five days. So whatever disaster around Christmas time, interesting, you said, uh, the 21st of, of December, you had a pretty good date right there. 
Yeah, yeah. well, that's what it just seemed like. I knew it was close to Christmas, and it just makes me wonder if it's an end-of-days uh, scenario that sort of uh, came to uh, into my dreams at that time. But, yeah, I guess it's open for interpretation, eh? Well, it's not the end of everybody's life. It's the end of what's going on in your life, and you'll have to make a, a quick change or a move around that time, around Christmas. But you will be given a blast, a big horn, something will go off that will alert you and uh, uh, tell you, you know, you have five days to uh, move from where you are or to change what you're doing, something like that. particular reason why you might think it would be just me as opposed to maybe world events? Uh, because it's specifically to you, and uh, whereabouts do you live again? Uh, in Hamilton. Uh, I don't. I don't think that the uh, the timing there is um, uh, to a disaster. Okay. Uh, and that's because you know I'm kind of in that area. I'm, I'm going to be there um, regularly. So okay. I think this is kind of an this could be a spiritual awakening. I have to think back because it happened about ten years ago, and I was living in Niagara Falls at the time. So I'll have to see if it uh, correlates to any event that took place, I guess, back then. But I've had a lot of dreams that have come true, maybe even twenty to thirty years later yeah. in my life. So that's why I was wondering if it's some kind of a future event for uh, mankind. But uh, I may have to analyze that a little bit myself. Then. Well, no, right. I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong or anything like that. I'm saying it, it has something to do with you, and maybe you you have some message. Uh, or you have something that's going to happen in your life, and, and around Christmas time is around the time of Christ, if you will, and that could be, you know, that you'll be witnessing perhaps the second coming or the awakening of some Christ consciousness or something. It's a major thing. There's no two ways about that. David Hamilton, thank you for that. Uh, Dave mentioned 15 minutes in his dream. We've got 15 minutes till the top of the hour. Douglas, you good to ride this one right into the sunset with me? Okay. Terrific. All right. Back with more on Earth Changes. Time to squeeze in a few more calls. If you've got a line, hold on to it. If not, grab one at 416-360-0740. Toll free out of town, 866-740-4740. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Curiosity, or did the devil make you do it? Whatever the reason, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free in Ontario at 1-866-740-4740. Douglas James Cottrell. Douglas, you move into the... um the Many Mansions Spiritual Center in Hamilton, right there on Hamilton Beach on uh, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, thereafter, uh, any workshops that you'd like to tell us about coming up? Well, we'll be putting a, a, a specific program to uh, uh, train people to develop their intuition. Uh, we will have uh, classes and workshops going on there, um, and uh, we'll have our weekly uh, spiritual services. Our church, the Center of All Faiths Church, it will be founded there. Uh, we are a registered charity. We're um, also asking for donations for people who would like a tax receipt that we can give them one uh, um, expeditiously should they make a, uh, a charitable contribution to our, our efforts. We're opening up and reaching out to um, the different uh, spiritual groups, uh, no matter what their religious uh, uh, background would be, and we hope to have a uniting uh, influence there. So are you so actually we'll have talks and things like that going on there? Are you actually pulling up stakes and moving from your home in London to Hamilton? 
I've had a dream or vision, uh, like our friend in Hamilton, of, of uh, having a, a condominium up on the, on the mountain there. So uh, uh, I'm not sure if I'll be pulling up stakes. The grandson's still here, and the wife uh, does not want to leave the grandson. So uh, for the foreseeable future, I'll be commuting. But uh, uh, I suspect uh, the last dream indication I had or whisper in my ear was that I'll be traveling the world. So uh, wherever I happen to hang my hat um, doesn't seem to matter. But Hamilton is a special place, and um, I'll be there most of the time. The uh, the coming uh, events, these cataclysmic events, is this is this does this correspond to the tribulation or Jacob's troubles? I believe so. I believe that uh, the end times uh, refer to the change of the age. I mean, the Mayans predicted their their uh, their end of their own age. Uh, different uh, societies around the world have done the same. Uh, yeah, I can go on and on about that, but the, the point is that, yeah, I believe this is a, a time in which uh, the face of the earth is going to change. Uh, societies, as we know it in the world, is going to change, and, and let's say, thank God, that it's going to be a more cooperative and, and better uh, future. Pat is in Halton Hills, Ontario. Pat, good morning. Welcome to The Conspiracy Hi, show. how are you? I listen to your show every Sunday, and it's fantastic. Thank you. Okay, question. How do you determine if a child is an indigo child, a crystal child, or whatever? There you go, the crystal child. That's the one I, I forgot to mention. Um, by observation, uh, by seeing if they are telepathic, or you know, when when somebody is telepathic, you um, you get the you get the message ahead of time. And uh, children can be quite telepathic. Uh, you observe their natural abilities. If they are calm, they have a certain wisdom about them. As I alluded to, they have certain uh, characteristics. Um, um, the double swirl of uh, of the uh, the hair on the on the top of the head, as opposed to a single swirl. Not to say that children only have one swirl; aren't special, but they have abilities that would be considered psychic. And the term psychic means of the soul in Greek. So you would look at them and see if they have this ability where people come into their presence and they're charmed or calm. That would be the first sign. If they're telepathic. If they can move things uh, telekinetically, uh, which would be something of, of an outgrowth, if they can see auras, uh, if they have instant likes and dislikes to people, that would indicate their clairsentient ability. Uh, these would all be the indications that this child is a special child. All right. If there are any telepaths out there, please raise my hand. <laughs> That's a bad joke. I'm sorry, Douglas. <laughs> Mary Ann is in Michigan. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Good morning. Um, good morning. Uh, this is the first time I've ever heard your show. I just happened upon it, uh, but I was interested in what was being said about the two swirls on the head, and I was married to a man uh, who had that. Um, he was of uh, Assyrian descent, which is a very ancient culture, um, and um, his extremely gifted uh, engineer and is listed in the who's who of American engineers, though he did not have to go to college or university. But um, And I myself am um, probably a very old soul from what I've heard, although I don't believe in reincarnation. But at any rate, um, uh, this man ended up um, possessed. He believed he was Satan. He thought that he was Satan reincarnated. Uh, he thought uh, he was. That's a shame. And uh, I, uh, I had, uh, I, I was very fortunate in that he left me, because if he hadn't left me, I don't know whether I 
could have survived. But but, but you did. Yes, yes, I did, and I and I'm the better for it. Uh, but when I last saw him, and we were at that time divorced, I saw a manifestation on his face that was truly horrifying, scary, uh, in the sense that perhaps he really was possessed. Uh, well, it's very much possible with our miracle transformation events every so often. We have uh, similar experiences where something comes out of someone, they feel lighter, there is uh, sometimes spitting and uh, swirling and wobbling and uh, uh, the signs of, of what would be uh, an invasion in them of a spiritual nature. And as such, uh, we have seen real uh, um, you know, entities coming out or being relieved. They're usually afraid of somebody like me or somebody that can see them. Um, they're afraid because they have been found out, and they're not powerful, they're weak. Uh, unless, of course, the, the host continues with the uh, presence and allows it to uh, continue on. And, and again, then it becomes a, uh, um, a psychology, uh, psychiatric, uh, bipolar, some kind of situation like that. Not that I'm a diag- making a diagnosis here, but to give you some idea, there's a, uh, a psychology or... or um, Something, something that's that's there that uh, can be determined by uh, split personalities or something like that. But the point being, is you got away from it. God intervened and saved you from this exp- experience. And uh, unfortunately for your ex-husband, um, he's going to carry this around until he meets some holy person or until this entity leaves him. Uh, Marianne, thank you for sharing that story. That's a great deal of courage. We appreciate your listening, and uh, I'm thankful that you found us. And I hope you'll listen in every Sunday night. Douglas, we'll uh, take one final time out, then we'll say goodnight and uh, let you get some much-deserved rest. I know that jet lag is certainly a difficult thing to deal with. You're just home from Spain. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll chat. A few more questions remain. On the other side, The Conspiracy Show, talking Earth changes with clairvoyant, remote viewer, medical intuitive, healer, interfaith minister, Douglas James Cottrell. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. That was a rather uh, 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 poignant phone call from a lady from Michigan for Douglas James Cottrell. Uh, So you, you don't discount the possibility of demonic possession then, Douglas? Um, there are misguided souls out there uh, that we call them earthbound or astral plane entities and they have one mission in life and that is to get back into some physical uh, cozy experience and people who uh, play with Ouija boards and automatic writing and, uh, and dowsing if they are not otherwise trained or protected by a teacher and they are playing around with these spiritual things or if they're meditating and they're uh, not saying a prayer of protection, dear Lord, please protect me from any all negative influences, regardless of source, something like that. There is the possibility of hooking up with something that is uh, um, grungy, misguided, nasty. Yes, it, absolutely. When, you know, when a motorcycle gangster murderer uh, dies, uh, they don't instantly become divine and, and helpful. <laughs> they become what they are. Uh, and that is misguided or animal-like. And so those types of minds uh, feed on or prey on minds that are weaker. And 
over the several years, you know, we've been doing miracle transformation events. Every so often, without warning or without uh, uh, any kind of um, uh, preparation, uh, someone stands in front of us, and and there is a there is an exorcism that happens. I don't like to use that word. I, I usually use the word expulsion because that's more accurate. Uh, the extra mind or entity is uh, uh, extricated from the from the person who immediately may fall down and, and go into a trance-like state for several minutes, wake up and not have a clue what was going on or where they are or what happened. Well, Douglas, uh, that's an area we could talk uh, about for hours uh, alone. So, uh... Sure, anytime, next time, you know. This is why we're doing in, in, in our place in Hamilton is a light to people to educate them on the spiritual gifts, which in the Christian Bibles, in the Corinthians uh, uh, 12, 11, 12, 13, it, it's your duty to develop your spiritual abilities. And, and one needs a teacher, as I had several, Reverend Alec Holmes, uh, Ross Peterson, uh, uh, to name a few, and, and the books about Edgar Casey. Uh, and Edgar Casey even came to me in a dream or vision and encouraged me at one time. So there, when you reach out, and this, this should always be on, on the mind of everybody, when you're, you're feeling anxious and depressed and you're under stress, um, you have to reach out beyond yourself and attempt to solve the unresolved issues that are in front of you. Uh, you, you need not be alone. There are angels, there are divine beings, there are spiritual teachers and masters that walk the earth right now. God has never abandoned us whatsoever. Uh, but like myself in the original time when Sherry was born and had those handicaps and was put into an institution, I gave up on God, but God didn't give up on me. All right, Douglas, again, uh, congratulations on the establishment of the Many Mansions Spiritual Center in Hamilton. In and Hamilton, and we hope that you'll come over for the opening and maybe uh, um, be a guest, a uh, speaker there. And, uh, you know, I've often uh, said to you, and I, I do this without uh, attempting to flatter you, uh, you are a light in Toronto. You're enlightening many people. Uh, you have many fans. Our friend Barbara what, religiously listens to your show, and I'm sure she's listening to my voice as she said she was going to, and our friends in Poland, you have people now in San Francisco and all over listening. It's because of who you are, my friend, and, and you're bringing uh, some some comfort to people, uh, and you're educating as you go, and uh, um, you're one of the best at it that I know. Well, thank you, my friend, and uh, I appreciate the invitation. I would love to come okay. uh, and uh, and see your new home away from home. In the meantime, thank you again for your generosity. I know you're tired after uh, your uh, your trip to Spain, so get to bed and uh, get ready for moving day. Okay, always a pleasure. God bless you. All right, Douglas James Cottrell. That's www.douglascottrell.com. Douglas and then C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. Douglas, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L.com. All right, back next week. We're hoping uh, to confirm within the next day or two Part two of our uh, special on, or our reverse speech uh, special, in which uh, reverse speech expert Wayne Nicholson will analyze my speech backwards and forwards and find out the hidden messages therein. And Stephen G. Bassett, of course, UFO disclosure advocate, and Vigiani, of course, in tow as well. That's all part of next week's conspiracy show. Hope you'll be along for that. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed, nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light, and when I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite, I'm coming home.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.